And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of the crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First, do you remember? At the beginning of a relationship, specifically an intimate one, how all the senses that you have are on high alert. When it's a romantic relationship, the flowers look better. The songs on the radio make sense. Everything in the universe is great. We call this the honeymoon period. And for almost each one of us, there is an interesting correlation to our spiritual relationship with the God at the beginning of the faith that we have with God, prayers seem to get answered right away. Bible makes sense. The universe is aligned. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like our good friend Sergio called yesterday and said sometimes there's a challenge. We also inherit an enemy when you get into this relationship. Absolutely despises us. He hates us. We are in spiritual love with the very one the enemy hates with all of his being. We love who Satan hates. And we start to hate what Satan loves. You see how that works? And we learn that the honeymoon period moves into a new phase. It's called growing pains. And growing pains, while sounding cute, are still painful, just like I said to Sergio yesterday. So what's the diagnosis, Dr. Dave? The same as the doctor gave the man who had two months to live. He said, take two aspirin. Will that hurt, the man asked? Is that going to help me? I mean, what's it going to do? So it couldn't hurt. The doctor replied, oh, I blew that joke really bad. I got to do that again. Okay, I just have to do it again. Okay, I got to do it again. Okay. The same as the doctor gave the man who had two months to live. He said, take two aspirin. Will that help? The man asked. Couldn't hurt. The doctor replied. See, see how important this. The reality is that we disconnect a little when we go through some of our growing pains. And if God is far, guess what, folks? He's not the one who moved. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey. Oy, oy, oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org. Like we said, not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-442. Zero seven seven zero. That's nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. When you call, 
972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. All right, Dynamite D, you ready for this one? <laughs> are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Talking about Dynamite D is like going to your gym and going to the weight machine that has never been open for four years since you've been to the gym. And you walk into the gym and you go to the machine and nobody is there for the first time in four years. And you get to use the machine without waiting. That's an amazing feeling, number one. And number two, that sounds like that's what you did. That's exactly what happened. I walked in, the guy just cleaned it off, said, it's all yours. And I said, I've been here four years. I've never had that happen. He just smiled at me. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was pretty happy about that. Uh, bottom line, folks, maybe you've got a prayer request. Maybe you've got a praise report. We're on it. We're here for that. This is a great place for it. We want you to be able to engage with that. All right. We're going to offer a trivia question in a second. I'll just, I'll do it now. It's not very... So I don't think it's too complex. I think you'll, you guys will get this. Uh, uh, who struggled in the Old Testament with an angel and prevailed, but then walked funny? <laughs> then had a funny walk. Who was that 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 happened to? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. What is that? That's uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So I'm going to take some liberty because I'm entitled. Well, actually, my name is on the show, so. We pay the bills, so I'm going to do it one way or another. And I'm going to point out, you might be thinking, you know, just before at the top of the hour you had that fill, and it talks about that Reverend Wright guy who's a lunatic and you know so on and so forth. And it's like, well, why do you have that? Because that happened a couple of years ago. I'll tell you exactly why we still run these things. You think, well, why would you run something that happened a couple of years ago? Because on Sunday, what, what day is this? This is this is Wednesday. On Sunday. Somebody called the Christian commercials fascism. That's why. You're thinking, well, who would have done that? Uh, some, some lady from New York, her initials are AOC, which stands for always obnoxious and cranky. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is they're calling everything in Christian fa fascism. This stuff still applies. Do you like that one, the AOC? Always obnoxious and cranky. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Seems like you, you did that one on the fly. Yeah. Always obnoxious and cranky. <laughs> it's funny. See, that's the problem. People are like, oh, you can't say that. Okay, always obnoxious and crazy instead of cranky. How about that? I'll come up with any one I want to. <laughs> that's how it's going to go. And my point in telling you that is these are the kind of things you can anticipate. What I don't like is that the, the news people that pretend to be good do stories about the news people that pretend to be bad and all they're doing is supporting one another so something that a hundred thousand people would have heard now because another group uses it 
10 million people hear it. It's like, we should stop promoting weird stuff. It's just so bizarre. But anyway, I digest. Let me just pull back from that. The trivia question is straightforward. Which dude in the Old Testament struggled with an angel and overcame him, but then walked kind of funny? If you are Jewish and you miss this, there's a lot of trouble for you. If you know, you are welcome to call 972-445-0770. You are also welcome to text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemusincrease.org. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not forget to be praying for your fed buddy. Please do not forget to pray for my wife and I for wisdom and for the audience. And don't forget that we need to be praying... For our neighbors. We don't do a lot of that. We kind of need to do a better job on that. So I'm kind of encouraging you to do that. And then again, a reminder, there is a strong possibility that next week, Monday and Tuesday, since Noel's going to take it off, that I'm going to take it off so we can get some time together. I promise if we do that, they'll be uh, the replays will be excellent. And if they're not, you can just think they're excellent. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Uh, that's if it happens. We'll see it as that's breaking down. We do have somebody ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? And I got I to gotta think that's Samson. <laughs> Was that right? No, not this time. Oh, really? Okay, well, have them call back because normally when Samson calls, it just kind of you know, fades out. All right. So, all right, I do have this massively cool teaching, and I want to get to it. We'll give that person a chance to call back, and I'm going to get into the teaching. Wait, they are calling back. See, this is called the stall in radio, so you're not supposed to have dead time. You don't want to hear this because then people think the show is off. I was like, no, no, show's not off, show's not off. So uh, the, but the person is back. We're going to see if they can uh, jump in or jump on in the uh, process. Yes, they are ready. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hey, David. This is Ken. Hey, Ken. How are you? I am wonderful. Awesome. Well, I I had called and the phone was busy and I said, oh, that's either Deborah or Samson or Ace. Someone <laughs> beating me to it because they thought it was a tougher question. So anyway, yeah, that hurt hip boy was, uh, that was Jacob. That is correct, sir. You are right. What's what's so amazing about the story is he wrestled. He he he. When it says he prevailed, he didn't lose. <laughs> and see, that's that's going to be the bigger thing. He not losing was prevailing. You know what I'm saying? It's like he did. Yeah, he, yeah. I was going to say he walked. Yeah, there was pretty good. Huh? Yeah. Then he walked funny for the rest of his life, and that's why in the in the pass off the Passover the the seder that we do for for Passover, you don't eat that particular part of the food because it reminds people of the hip of of Jacob. So that's where right, that's right. where that comes from. Excellent job, brother. Very, very good. How you doing? Today's a beautiful day. Amen, brother. A beautiful day. Now if the Lord wants to come back right this second, I'm for it. But it is still a beautiful day. Right. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Me too, man. <laughs> do to do. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Just, just tell, just tell me where to jump, and I'll jump. <laughs> I got it. Good job. Great call, by the way. Very, very good. Great work. Thanks, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> we do have a crew, don't we? 
And I think that was another caller that called, so maybe they'll get a chance. To yeah, they'll get, a next chance. You get another chance. I'll make sure we get a chance. All right. So I want to go into this. Listen to this. I want you to hear this now. Okay? Ready? All right. All right. Listen to this. Now, if you don't have this marked in your Bible and you mark Bibles, then you would do this. If you're not a Bible marker, then you would not mark it no matter what. Jeremiah 31.3. Jeremiah 31.3. I want to talk about this. You're thinking, Jeremiah 31. Boy, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to Jeremiah 31.3. Ready? This is what Jeremiah 31.3 says. And don't start looking on your phone while you're driving on your car because you're supposed to be paying attention to the road. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. See that? Everybody got that? You got your Bible close? You got that close in your translation? All right. The thing about the Lord that's amazing, it's just right there. The thing about the Lord is, he drew us. He initiated. He moved upon us by the power of the Spirit, by the proclamation of the truth, by the redemption of Jesus Christ. He moved towards us. He appeared to us in the past saying, I love you with an everlasting love. How long does the love of God last? Well, right up until I do something stupid. No, because you do something stupid every day, probably. Here's how long it lasts forever. It is an everlasting love. And then he says, I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. God, it's almost you can almost get that romantic sense. It's not that way, but you get this. It's like God's wooing you and I. He woos us to him in that sense. And that's the, the just the most awesome thing. And how do we know stuff like this? For God so loved the world, he demonstrated it because he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That is John 3.16. We live by that scripture we you know we have goofy guys at uh goofy gals at football games and different games that hold up signs and say that we know that's the gospel in a verse look the lord loves us he doesn't love you any less you know this idea that well in the old testament god was this way but now in the new testament he's this way same god old and new testament different covenant same god and so the idea behind that is to us for us to understand there's a reason you're hearing what I'm saying right now. It's not by accident. God doesn't do by accident. People think that there's accidental death, and it's like the Lord allows it. That's what it says in, in, in Exodus 22. And it's like God has brought you to a place for a purpose. Do you know every single thing in that purpose? No. But has he brought you there? Yes. And he loves you, and he has drawn you, and never, never lose that. You know, relationships that endure keep the things that started them off fresh, and you keep it fresh and never forget that God communicated to you at some particular time, in some fashion, through the truth and the manifestation of of Jesus Christ by the revelation that comes through him through the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, you got it. God pulled you in. 
but something happens after you're in, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Get it? All right, so we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? And God's it's like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, 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 I, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord, you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go ding dong, time's up. And I said, you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, be ready. Always be ready for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff. And there's a kingdom being built glorify God and there's all the opposing kingdoms and it's a pretty straightforward question which kingdom are you trying to support that's the question and if you say well I'm not supporting any kingdom then you are opposed to the kingdom of God because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition and that's where Jesus split the line and you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well... That's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's, it's not a contradiction at all. You're either, for, you're either for, in Luke 9, 49 and 50, you're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is... No neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions, do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question who 
Who is the first person in the New Testament? Ooh, first person in the New Testament to see an angel. That's a good one. That's good, right? Who is the first person in the New Testament to see an angel? Okay? All right. 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. Joanne and Cordelia get the pow-pow. Uh, David, he must increase.org. That is going to be the uh, email. Okay? All right. So I uh, want to make sure everybody's on board with this. I do have some jokes, but I want to make sure everybody uh, knows the question, gets it, understands it. Who's the first person in the first person in the New Testament who sees an angel? You just got to think about that. Hmm, interesting question. 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. David at hemusincrease.org is the email. Um, do we have somebody calling in? So let's see if they uh, want to answer the question. And uh, we might delay on the joke. The joke is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, but the teaching is also uh, pretty important, too. Are they ready to answer this? We think. We think they are. He says, yes, they are. you got to get the approval. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, this is Jason. Okay, you got to turn your radio off. <laughs> turn your radio off. Try that again. How's that? That's much better. All right, who am I talking to? Jason. Hi, Jason. How are you? Doing well. Was it Zechariah? Uh, it, Luke? it is Zechariah. You are correct. <laughs> Excellent pickup there. It's Zechariah because he saw the angel be when he was like uh, the angel stood, stood before him. Gabriel, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Excellent, excellent. Did you have to think about that one? I mean, that's really the like because he saw the angel first. Like, oh no, what what is that? I'm freaking out. And then, then he starts responding. It's a moment. Yeah, that's a good one though. Huh? That's a good question to say. Oh, well, I heard the first person because you typically think of maybe you'd think of Joseph or you maybe you'd, you'd think of you know something else. It's like excellent job, my brother. Excellent. How well, are thank you, you? How are you doing? How is how is life? Doing well. Um, of course, there's always ups and downs. There's dents and dings in the armor, so to speak. Uh, but God's looking after me, taking care of me. Um, I'd like to be much further along in my career than I am, but uh, that's what things are. Things are getting taken care of, though. All right. Well, let me pray for you. Is that okay? Is it all right if I pray for sure. you? All right. Let's do it. Pray for health. I right. prefer health. And for health? I'd rather have career and health. Those are the, that and my kids becoming Christians. Those are the top three concerns that I have. Gotcha. Father, we come before you and lift up our brother to you. Now, look, Lord, we all go through these things. The kids doing better in you, just the kids being in you for some of us. It's like that's it's brutal. And, and, and not just for physical health, but career health, for life health, for the blessings of the Most High God. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking to do this so that, Lord, we can spend it on ourselves. We're looking to do it to, to glorify you, to do the things that you've set before us, and to honor you in it. And I just pray you'd fill his heart, fill Jason's heart with joy, knowing that you are with him as a partner, 
and that he's got the best partner ever and he can count on you to help him get to the place he longs to get to, you can get him there. I ask you to bless him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, Thank you for the brother. prayers. Appreciate it. Is there something that you need for me to pray for? Yeah, I need, I need, I need my wife to be able to detox fully <laughs> from from work, <laughs> from doing thirty four hours in two days. <laughs> oh, okay. I will. I will definitely give uh, pray for some peace for you on that one. All right, you got it, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, great job. All right, so let's get into the teaching. Great job. So we'll go a little, uh, we'll do the the jokes later, but let's just get into this. So I want to point this out that the Lord has wooed you. And I'm not saying that in a a weird way, so don't get, you know, kind of weirded on me. It's like keeping it simple, keeping it straightforward. You know, the Lord has brought you in. Now the reality is now that he's brought you in, it's like, oh, man, it's so great. I'm a Christian. It's awesome. And then as you are stepping in and, and developing, you find out this passage, 2 Corinthians eleven three. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, it's coming, your minds somehow may be led astray from your sincere and pure devo- devotion to Christ. Satan hates you. And so while you've got the best friend ever and the Lord of the universe and the King of Kings and the Prince of Peace, you have the worst possible enemy that could ever flare up. And you love who he hates and he hates you because of it. And so his desire is to come after you and to make it harder. Okay, he's 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 trying to bring you down. Unless you think, though, this is just because I'm an immature Christian, I don't really understand how things are going. King David went through this. What do you mean he went through this? Psalm 51, verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit and sustain me. David went through the ups and downs, just like you and I go through the ups and downs. And the problem, and we're going to single out the problem in a little bit, but the, the bigger issue is that what we experience when we go through tends to weigh on us. And for some of us, and let's be honest, this is true, and it's a th- true for a lot more than people will admit, we, we feel like there's forgiveness for everything we've done, and then we become a Christian, and now that we're Christians, we think, well, now, now we're Christians, everything we're going to do is going to be right and righteous and holy, and then we forget that God knew all of the sins we were going to commit and still chose us. But the enemy uses that against us. So if the spiritual giants, and you have to consider King David a spiritual giant, since he killed the giant, <laughs> you have to really consider that. If he's like, oh, restore unto me the joy of your salvation, I remember when it was so good. Perhaps it doesn't seem so bizarre that we would go through that. Right? Perhaps it's not so weird that we struggle because every person got Abraham struggled. Moses had a moment. We got so frustrated instead of doing what God said, he, instead of speaking to the rock, he smacked it. I mean, you just get frustrated. It happens. Right. And in our capacity, unlike Jesus, in our capacity, 
we forget about the salvation and we get stuck in the moment and we can't get out or we need help getting out. Let me say that. And what is this really? What is all of this? I'm going to tell you exactly what this war is because this war is between God and Satan over your being. Now, your salvation has been determined when you said, yes, I surrender my life. I repent of my sins. I turn my heart over to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Live in my heart by faith. Holy Spirit, take up residency in me. Father God, I bow before you. Your salvation was determined. But now there's a war, and you want to know specifically what that war is going to come down to more than not. I'm trying to keep it a little simple here. You know what the biggest part of this war is? Ready? It's faith versus feelings. Because how we feel, we know we're not supposed to be afraid, but all the feelings, it's faith versus our feelings. We come back, we're going to examine that in depth. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Your break will be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem or creation itself is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. 
So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770. The truth station here in Texas. Now, if you haven't figured that out, what I'm doing in this teaching is I'm drawing very specific lines to the left and to the right. That's what I'm doing. So I want you to catch that as we go through this. Here's your next trivia question. Here you go. There you go. Ooh, this is a little tougher. Your answer is in Matthew 4. In which of his temptations of Jesus does Satan mention angels? Okay, so in Matthew, there's the four temptations, right? Of which of those did Satan mention angels? If you think you know the answer, that would be 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. We will at this point send you up to the website. I can tell you all these nifty things. There's new stuff on the website. Uh, if you did not notice that, you should take a peek at it because they're there. So, you know, some of it's goofy, some of it's not. And then also, there's a place to give on the website. Please go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. And what's up, Doc? You know what's so funny about that? Yesterday, for one of the first times, I had to reach out to uh, a, a, a doctorate professor, mm-hmm. and I got to use my doctorate title in the email. I never, I never do that. Wow. I don't like want to write people. I don't go Doctor Dave, or, you know, like that. <laughs> but I did on this one because it was like a formal one. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's like, like wow! Check you out. Yeah. And then I didn't know. Do you make the you give the dr? And then it's like, oh, that's so arrogant. It's like I know, but you earned the title. It's like, yeah, I know, but I'm not a doctor. It's like, well, you are a doctor, but it's not that kind of doctor. And then the origin of the word doctor actually came from theologians before it was ever for medical. And then you just say, I'm going to stop thinking about this. <laughs> that's what I. I did. didn't know that. Yeah, it originally came. The original word doctor is a, a Latin word. comes from theologians being doctors of theology. That was before there was ever a medical doctor. Just so you can know. I'm just letting you know. Don't get mad at me. You know, what, what, we, what we term doctor. That doesn't mean that people weren't, you know, physicians. But doctor itself was theological. 
Uh, which of Jesus' uh, temptations of Satan mentioned angels? You probably need to double-check it because it's mentioned more than once. Wow. I can't believe I told you that. All right. Uh, let's do history because I just I cannot afford to miss history because then the day goes by and you miss history. Let's go All right, a couple things. It's uh, Susan B. Anthony Day. Uh, if, uh, the only thing I don't understand is they had that Susan B. Anthony dollar. That didn't last. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. Yeah, and you know what? If you're going to honor her, honor her. Don't. <laughs> Here, it's a coin. It looks like a half dollar. Oh, no, it's a Susan B. Anthony dollar. Sure it is. Anyway, it's also uh, I Want Butterscotch Day. That's a good one. I like butterscotch. Me too. You know, I like butterscotch and like uh, ice cream is great. Like the, like the, inst- I like fudge and butterscotch and caramel. Not a problem. That's that's why I have a problem with my glucose. Uh, it's National Hippo Day, uh, and it's also National Gun Drop Day, and then it's National Flag of Canada Day. Now, why that's important is nothing in particular. In 1965, <laughs> Canada's new red and white maple leaf flag is officially raised for the first time. I have, uh, in fact, had to sing the Canadian national anthem in Canada when I went to camp there. Oh, Canada. Yeah, so I, I went through that. Pretty good singing. Huh? I said, that's pretty good singing. Yeah, well. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. Uh, 1903, the first teddy bear is made. Now, these are the things that I don't believe. That's what they say. Hmm. Is that true? I don't know. How do they be, know there was never be. any kind? I mean, how do they never? What if some guy uh, killed a bear and then squished it and put stuffing in it and said to their kid, here. <laughs> they don't know that. That's the first official teddy okay, bear. I guess. <laughs> I'm, let, I'm just gonna let that go because otherwise it could it could get bad. Uh, trivia question: Which of his temptations of Jesus does Satan mention angels? By the way, Deb's gonna get the pow pow on this one because she's the first one that got it correct. Uh, jumping back into the teaching, was there anything else I needed? Something else I got to do. What else? Was the trivia. I'll do the jokes if they come in next segment. This 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 teaching, though, is kind of important, so I don't want to blow this part of it, okay? Here's the bottom line. You're thinking, well, why did you bring up that God woos you in and the ooh? And, but then after you're wooed in, you're in this great relationship with the Lord, then you find out that there's some struggle that goes along. Bummer, right? Because that's a reality check, and even spiritual giants feel that moment where they're like restore to me the joy of your salvation grant me a willing spirit and sustain me david needed that he's a spiritual giant he went through that and what does it come down to and i'm going to tell you right now and i'm going to make it very specific it is faith versus feelings and i want to show you how that works in jeremiah 17 9 the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it your heart lies liar you know why it says, let God be true, but every man a liar in Romans 3, 4? Because men and women are liars. And that's why. Because your heart lies to you. It's deceitful above all things. Want me to prove it? I will prove it. Ready? You ready for proof? I want you to go. I don't really want you to do this, but I want you to imagine yourself doing this. To Taco Bell and eat 16 tacos and 36 burritos and 10 ch- uh, chalupas. 
Then I want you to tell me in 30 minutes how you feel the love of God. Oh, what? You don't feel the love of God? Nope. You feel that the bathroom is your best friend. <laughs> That's what you feel like. Guess what? That experience that you have does not change the love of God. But it feels that way. Feelings are feelings. They're a part of life. There's nothing wrong with feelings. Feelings are not evil like the church has tried to make them evil. There's some weird thing about there where it's like, oh, when you're intimate with your husband and wife, you should never have feelings. Wait, have you lost your mind? Have you read Song of Solomon? You just kind of exited from human race or something? That's just dumb. So we don't really, we don't really respond to stuff like that. But we absolutely wonderfully know God creates us. We're created our most inner being. He knits us together in our mother's womb. We praise him because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. His works are wonderful. We know that full well. Feelings are a part of life. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's the problem. Your feelings don't run your life. If your feelings run your life, your feelings will then ruin your life. That's it. And you think... But, see, right there, right there, see that? But that's the problem. 1 John chapter 4, 16 says, For we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. It's not a mystery to God. It's not, you know, he doesn't start off in love and then it goes somewhere else. You don't start off in faith and end up in law. You don't start off in the, fle in the spirit and end up in flesh. And the Lord's very specific about stuff like this. And his position is very, very, you know, it's like, boy, I, I just don't feel like the Lord is with me. Now, again, you can, you can overemphasize anything. I mean, you can just do it if you, if you decide to. And what we're trying to say is don't let your feelings be the number one, tr number one car in your train collection. That's what we're saying. Should you have feelings? Of course you should have feelings. You can't weep with one another or cry with one another if you don't have feelings. That's not the issue. The issue is, is it the lead? That's the issue. What does the scripture say? We walk by faith and not by sight. Because what does sight do? It puts you into the situation and you embrace it on all the different levels. That's why. So what do you got to do? You got to walk by what you believe, not what you intake. How, how, do you, how do you verify that in Scripture? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We'll just leave it there. And what we do is we let the feelings dominate. Now, Christians are really good at this, and tell me if you relate to this. Because we know that the Lord does use moments throughout our life, sometimes we sanctify the feelings. <laughs> no, just be honest. You sanctify the feeling. And then, then by sanctifying it, what you're saying is, well, I, I think it's spiritual. <laughs> Faith is in front of feelings. Truth is is what the first train, because it tells you how to love, right? Biblical love. Then love follows it. Then faith follows it. So feelings are in there. It's just number one, not one, two, or three. And when you do everything by feelings, you are allowing the deceptiveness of your heart to interfere. That's it. You can't, you can't. 
Don't get mad at me. Just read Jeremiah 17, 9. I'll read it to you again. You tell me if, if God is wrong. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? This is why David said, create in me a clean heart. Why? Because our hearts are not clean. And the spiritual giant said, I, I need a renewed heart, man. I, I need help. You walk by faith and not by sight. You walk by what you can believe and not by what you feel. Because God, I, I promise, if you will just examine your own life, you will find the greatest moments of your faith victories are not always tied to some feeling. I'm just, when God said to Abraham, go here, he's like, okay. I just have this sense, Noah's building the ark. Build an ark. Yeah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> right? Think about, what he, think about uh, uh, what he said to his son. That had to be tough. Yeah. It's like, why are you building the ark? God told me to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's going to happen? It's going to rain. What's that? <laughs> it's like that conversation is going to, I'm doing this by faith, son. <laughs> That's it. There's no feeling here. It probably wasn't even a humidity feeling. It's just like, get it done. Stop. Stop. Stop using feelings as the center. You don't have feelings. You just don't You don't put a shrine up to them. How about that? In which of the temptations of Jesus did Satan mention angels? Uh, Gospel of Matthew, the number would be the second temptation he mentions angels. Number two ski. You're welcome. Number two ski. See, we always add a little bit of culture to everything we do. Two ski. Two ski. I don't like it. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did. 
as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the Word of God. It is alive, and it will give life and impart life to you through God's Spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the word of God, the promises of God, not mixed with faith, are useless. Because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will. And if you don't, you won't hear him. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're already on our very last segment. I don't even know how that even happened. This one went fast. Fast. I mean, it's just like, done. Okay, here you go. Here's your last trivia question. If you've not noticed, all of these trivia questions have to do with angels. Guess what section I'm in in the trivia book. Okay. According to the Apostle Paul, you guys got to get this. According to the Apostle Paul, who will judge the angels? I'm willing to accept 10 different variations of the same thing. According to the Apostle Paul, who will judge the angels? Uh, If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also... 214-210-8483 is the text. Then david at hemustincrease.org. That would be the email. I am going to do my jokes. I got two jokes. One is shorter than the other, but they're funny. Now, the first one I told to my wife. She didn't think it was as funny as I did because she probably didn't experience it as often as I did. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to tell two jokes. One's pretty short, right? And then the other is a little longer but cute. So you ready? You got two jokes. Ready to go? Here's the first one. A father was sitting in church beside his son while the minister delivered a sermon based on the timeless story of the prodigal son. When he got to the point where the father sees his son returning and races out to meet him, the minister said, throwing wide his arms, the father said, at which point the younger boy leaned over to his father and whispered, you're grounded. See, because 
That's what his dad would say to him. See, you're grounded. You're grounded. Okay. Brian comes in and I change up the tempo. <laughs> Brian comes in and he changes the song. <laughs> see, see, so the mistress, like, you know, throws up his arms. He goes, you're grounded. <laughs> see, that's what. Okay. If you don't think that's funny, I worry. I worry about people. All right, here's the last one. This is a good one. Years ago, there was a, a poor lady in New York City who was attending a preaching service at the Manhattan Rescue Mission. Afterwards, in the line to receive soup, she mentioned to the preacher she was ready to give her life to the Lord. She said, I never knew until today my name was in the Bible. The preacher smiled and said, what's your name? She said, Edith. My name is Edith. My name is in the Bible. The preacher said, I'm sorry, ma'am. You must be mistaken. The name Edith never appears in the Bible. She said, oh, yes, it does. You read it a few minutes ago. He opened his Bible, and she pointed her finger to Luke 15:2. The preacher had been using the King James Version, and it says, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. She said, oh, no, you <laughs> she said there it is. Jesus receives sinners and eateth with them. See? Mission failed. We'll get them next time. <laughs> That's a good one. Edith with them. Edith, come on. That was pretty good. That was not bad. But what about the grounded? I just <laughs> can't understand. Like the kid turns to the dad. <laughs> and, the, and the father said to the son, you're grounded. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go back to this. Let's just make this really clear. Look. You know what it is that I'm going to just, you're going to hate me. Try not to hate me on this one. Uh, you know what it is that moves us from faith to feelings? Do you know what it is that moves us from faith to feelings? Ready? Ready? It's sin. <laughs> what? Well, what happened when Adam sinned? What do you he heard the voice of God, and what did he do? He was afraid, and he hid. That's what sin does. It separates us from God. You can see that just in the life of Adam. And so in, in the reality check of us going through sin and fighting through sin and becoming more like Jesus, which we have the ability to overcome sin, so don't let anybody say you can't. But in that process, sometimes that sin throws a little dart in our direction or throws something at us and throws a little water in our face, and then we just get stuck in the feelings of the whole thing. Well, guess what? That all comes from sin. And that disconnect from God enables that. And you think, well, he's not really disconnected. No, I, that's the irony. God is not disconnected. We are. If God is far from us, he never moves. Revelation twenty two seventeen. the spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, let him who is thirsty and let him who wishes to take the free gift of water come. There is never a limit to how often you can come before the Lord. It's 24-7, 365. You never have to be separated. You never have to be apart. But, you know. <laughs> and so then we, and then you get involved. In, and it's not even deep, heavy duty sin. Uh, in fact, ironically, I'm going to be teaching on soft sins in about three and a half weeks. And you think, what's a soft sin? That's the one where you go, uh, you know, it still cuts off our connection to the Lord. It still puts feelings in front of faith. It still, pu it still puts all of those things in play and makes the Christian walk harder. 
Are you going to go to hell because you struggle or you're learning to get through those? No. Are you going to go through hell because of them? Yes. Well, there's a big difference there, isn't it? Whose fault is that? It's not, it's not God's fault. Those soft sins that we make very the church makes very little mention of soft sins. God's got, got to deal with the big ones. Really? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. You want to see something get robbed? Just let the little things just keep festering. It'll suck the vine dry. And that's what we got to be aware of. It is faith. It is making the decision to believe God versus your own interpretive processes. That's what you're doing when you believe in the resurrection. You need that faith every day. Okay? All right. Uh, the trivia question was, according to the Apostle Paul, who will judge the angels? The answer is Christians. Us. We will. The people. The believers. The saints. We will judge. Okay? All right. All right, we're done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.